Let's start the conversation. Hello, my dear friend. This is Mark Hampton, author of the game-changing book, White Papers, The Black Book for America. Welcome to the conversation. I'm so excited that you've joined. And for those first-time listeners, thank you so much. And please connect with me. Make sure you favor the broadcast. And also, uh, connect with me uh, at whitepapersbook at gmail.com. That's white papersbook at gmail.com. Don't forget to share the podcast with all of your friends. Let them know that the conversation is one of the safest conversations and one of the best conversations and discussion on race in America. Uh, Once again, I'm Mark Hampton, author of the game-changing book, White Papers. Uh, I wrote the book directly to conservative Americans for conservative Americans to help you with the discussion of race. Whether you're white or black, uh, it will help you with the discussion of race. In fact, Mindy in Utah said, it's a must read that Mark has a unique way of helping the reader feel comfortable with the discussion of race. Alethea in Ohio said, one of the most powerful and engaging discussions on race. Everyone needs this book. And I just can't help but wonder what you'll say when you get the book. Well, how do you get the book? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Simply go to Amazon.com, type in the words white papers, that's all one word, white papers, space, Mark Hampton. That's white papers, space, Mark Hampton, and the book will be yours. Listen, so excited once again that you've joined the conversation. And uh, I'm going to be back with you in about 10 seconds uh, for you and I to begin this discussion on race. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Get your book, White Papers, The Black Book for America at Amazon.com. Just search White Papers space Mark Hampton. That's white papers, all one word, space Mark Hampton. And make sure you reach out to Mark directly with all of your questions and concerns and anonymously. You can do so at white papers book. That's white papers book at gmail.com. White papers book at gmail.com. Thank you, my dear friend, so much for Uh, joining me here on the conversation. I'm so excited that you are here and I've got a phenomenal show for you today. I've got a phenomenal show for you today uh, in the conversation and I don't want you to go anywhere. Uh, We won't spend a lot of time today but if you're driving in your car this is going to be a great listen for you. Trust me if you're sitting at your office desk this is going to be phenomenal. So it won't take long at all. I want to get some powerful information to you. Now, James Baldwin, who was a noted playwright and writer and civil rights leader, said this. He said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. I want to ask the question today on this masterclass on race. Why is America still struggling with race. Why is America still struggling with race? And I want to just lift three things that I think are happening in this discussion on race. I think there are three things 
that that are taking place. But before I get into those three things, I want to just talk about some of the opinion that many have uh, in America. Uh, and this is uh, uh, along the lines of white and black America, some opinions that we've come to. And uh, the Pew study indicates that 56% of white Americans believe that uh, race relations uh, in the U.S. are bad. Uh, it is even worse with black Americans who say that uh, 71% of them say that race relations is bad in America. Now, that's a wide gap, 56% to 71%. I'd, I'd be interested to know who those 40-something or 44% uh, white Americans, I want to know how they think in terms of this discussion of race and why they don't think race relations are bad. I think that's worth uh, you and I digging into. So in your spare time, dig into that. Uh, I certainly am. And then for that uh, other 29% of African Americans or black Americans who don't believe that race relations is bad, I'd like to know what they think as well. And I think in discovering and really looking into this, you and I are going to really learn things that we need to learn about how we interact along racial lines in this country. And I need to tell you that that is a very important aspect that we definitely need to know uh, how each other thinks and why we've come to those conclusions. It's just going to help all of us be better in this discussion. Now, uh, they go on to say in this Pew study that uh, they were asked the question, uh, did slavery and uh, affect or how does this does slavery rather affect uh, racism in America today, uh, a life in America? And 58% of white Americans believe that it did. And 84% of black Americans believe that it did as well. That's a big gap between in belief systems. And I think we need to discover why that gap is so wide. Now, I don't think that we can afford to take the uh, elementary school level and just simply say uh, that one group is out of their mind and the other one is not. Uh, I think that there is some learning that can take place there, but that's learning that you'll have to do on your own. I'm just pointing it out that there's a big gap and we need to figure out why that gap is there. And in doing so, I think we solved some significant problems. Pew goes on to ask, um, has our country gone far enough uh, with the discussion of race in America, with race relations? 37% of white Americans say no, which means that 63% of them think, yes, we've gone far enough. With regard to uh Black Americans, only, uh, well, 78% of them don't believe that we've gone far enough. See, there's a big gap there. So we've got to figure this out. We share this country. We both love this country. And we need to figure out what's going on in the disparaging uh, difference in these numbers. Because that is where we are going to solve some issues. So check that out for yourself. Do that. All right. Now, uh, as the Washington Post said that 56% of Americans say race is a major problem in America. And it's generally believed uh, 
not just by the Washington Post, but by many uh, who research race relations in America, that most Americans believe in, that there is a, a problem in this nation along the lines of race. You believe that or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And I certainly believe that or I wouldn't be trying to help as many Americans as I can uh, with this discussion. So it's important uh, uh, that we that we know that. All right. That we understand this. Now, in this master class, why is America still struggling with race? I think there's something here that I've kind of uncovered. Okay, in, in, in my research and in my study of this subject matter. And I think this is worth uh, you and I taking a listen to. And I want to pose something to you, especially uh, my evangelical friends, especially those who are conservative Americans. Uh, and I really want to I want to touch something and I want to ask you a question. Now, in this in this uh, uh, conversation, one of the things I'm careful to do is to never indict you with my black experience in America and never hold you hostage with history uh, but to enlighten you and try to provide as much context for the content of race as I possibly can to bring us all closer by building bridges of connection that bring us together but I want to I want to I want to pose something to you that I think is poignant for this conversation. I think there's a lot of learning that's going to take place here. And I want to, in this, in this master class, why is America still struggling with race? I want to put, put it this way. I think there is a deficit, both black and white, on racial literacy. Now, what, do I, what am I talking about here? I mean, how much do you really know about black people? How much do you really know about white people? How much do you really, really know about America's history? I mean, some of the the details and things, do you really understand? Are you literate? in the discussion of race. And I've come to realize in in studying thousands of hours of video footage of people discussing race and in many race forms, if I, as I've lectured around the, the, uh, the country at some colleges and universities in, in the United States and, and spoken on various uh, platforms, I've come to realize that there is a low literacy level on the discussion of race. We don't know what we think we know. I've also realized that most of the responses to race and racism is emotionally driven. So people have not thought through them. We, we are using borrowed information from the past. We're using borrowed opinions that are not our own, derived from our own experience. We just simply are borrowing these attitudes from a time in our past. And and we've never really sat down to make any personal edits in our life, come to grips with how, how uh, racism affects us personally, never really edited 
out all of our feelings and frustrations and things about race. And what we end up doing is we begin, we end up responding emotionally out of a conclusion that we have already come to, perhaps, that has absolutely nothing to do with our own personal experience, but everything to do with what we've seen on the news, what we've heard from the mouth of other people, but never really having that experience for ourselves. And I think sometimes we utilize these, these epitaphs, these stories from our past without ever coming to grips with race on our own. So our literacy level is extremely low. Now listen, and then we take that low literacy to the high discussion of race. And there is nothing that can positively, nothing that is positive that can come from that. Because the truth is, we don't have enough information. And so it behooves all of us to gain information about race and racism. I was talking to, uh, as many of you know, I've talked about my, my, uh, my recovery from cancer. And I was having a discussion with my physical therapist, and and I was sharing some things that that uh, uh, she wasn't aware about. She was she's she's Caucasian, and she just simply was did not have this level of literacy on on simple things like, um, for for example, uh, we were told as children never leave the store without a brown without a bag rather. Because if we, because our parents didn't want us to uh, be accused of stealing something, so what that subconsciously did for black children is it subconsciously gave us a victim's mindset that people hated us. Things like don't go into that neighborhood because they don't like people like you over there. So it gave us a subconscious victims mindset now I'm not one of those who espouse to the victims culture uh, I, I, I I think that's what that is is just simply good fodder for the people who push that stuff all right but but uh, but the thing is we have to really comes to grips with these level of understanding see that's a that piece those two pieces I just shared with you are two pieces of racial literacy that you didn't know about Okay, and I could share much, much more about I could share some things about the term picnic. I'm not going to go into it right now, but Google search that. Where did the term picnic come from? And you'll be absolutely blown away by what you discover. But we don't know this. This we don't have a literacy about race. We don't have a literacy about how each other feels. We don't have a literacy on it. So we approach the discussion of race illiterate. And so when we do that, what we end up doing is we just end up hurling insults at one another. We never come to the table as brother and sister, as fellow Americans, but we come to the table as those other people. And that will never help us. All right. So 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 there is a level of that's number one. There's a level of racial illiteracy that we need to come to grips with, whether black or right. I'm amazed at how much. Uh, lack of black history that black people don't know 
See, black history is not the discussion of slavery or that Lincoln freed the slaves. That's not black history. Black history is so much more than that. It's it's how uh, black Americans contributed to this nation in in ex, in phenomenal, extraordinary ways. In the invention of the door-to-door salesman, which is capitalism at its best, was invented by black people. But you wouldn't know that. Because you don't have that level of literacy unless you intentionally are going after it. All right. So improve your li- r- racial literacy. All right. Your knowledge. And this is about knowledge, logic and understanding. History makes today make sense. But if you only have one eye open on the history, then there's a whole nother eye that you didn't see. And you really need to come to grips with that. There are things out there that you don't know. That is affecting how you feel about that other race, whoever that other race is to you. Whether you're white and you're uh, how you feel about African Americans. There are things that you don't know that are producing those feelings. And sure, there are some things that you do know. And vice versa with black Americans. There are things that you don't know about white Americans that is producing how you feel. And so you need to come to grips with that. You need to do some research. You need to discover. All right. Now, we also need to deal with the number two, our conversations. How do we talk to each other? We talk like we hate each other most of the time. It's ridiculous. All you have to do is watch any newscast, uh, CNN or Fox, and any anyone that uh, has a different opinion. These people talk like they hate each other, and they're Americans, and that's a very dangerous place for Americans to be. We can't be there, okay? We use borrowed language from the past, all right, and we are... Our ideology is built around so many myths. It's not crazy. For example, the myth that that white all white people hate black people. That's not true. That is categorically not true. The myth that black people hate America. That is utterly ridiculous and not true. Black people love this country. And if we hated this country, we do have a choice to go live anywhere else. I mean, no one's keeping us here. Black people love America. Black people love America when America didn't love black people. I'll give you an example. My brother was a Vietnam vet. He was a POW. When he came back from war, he didn't come back as a hero. He came back as the N-word. And that's, that's true. That's a fact. Okay? This is a lived experience. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I saw it with my own eyes. Heard it with my own ears. And I write stories about it in my book, uh, White Papers. When you get the book at Amazon.com, you'll find out exactly what that story about my brother Michael. You need to read that story. It'll blow you away. You also need to read the story about when racism attacked me for the first time. I was seven years old. And it took me 50 years to process the fact that, wait a minute, I wasn't, I wasn't the only one attacked here because the white kids who beat me up were attacked by the ideology of the times and the things that they learned from their parents because neither one of us should have been dealing with the issue of race at the age of seven. We should have been playing with Tonga toys and G.I. Joe's not discussing 
or having a race problem. See, this is... So, go get the book, Amazon.com. Search White Papers space Mark Hampton. You'll be able to read all of that context. So, that was number two, our conversation. How we conversate with one another. It's important that you and I uh, understand these racial forensics that I've just shared with you. Now, as we close out this podcast, I want to give you three things that I think you need to do or that you and I can do to help ourselves be better Americans, be better at the discussion of race and to improve our racial literacy. This is a very foundational piece that must occur. The first thing you can do is improve your racial IQ. If you are white American, I want to ask you, what black authors have you read? What black scholars have you been exposed to? Or have you just kept it at the level of black athletes, black entertainers, etc., etc.? But do you really know what's going on in the mind of black Americans? And you can find out by reading black authors. (laughs) Yeah, you can find out. You can reach out to me and find out. I'll share whatever you want to know in a non-biased, non-threatening, safe way that respects your questions and just gives you the answer. Okay? So, improve your racial IQ by being intentional about acquiring information. As black Americans, if you think that all white Americans hate black people, you have got a lot of learning to do. And you need to figure it out. You need to... You need to study about the abolitionists. You need to go back and 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 re and, and engage with people who don't look like you, and don't be afraid to do so. You need to reach out as as much as you possibly can. You need to read about all of those white Americans who who fought in the civil rights movement. You need to learn about that. Because not all white Americans hate black people. That is absolutely crazy. That's like pulling an apple off of a tree and saying that because the one you pulled off has a worm in it, all of the apples on the tree have a worm in it. And that's simply not true. So you need to, do, you need to work on that. You need to work on that. I would recommend you do that. So, that, so engage is number two. So number one, improve your, relation, your racial IQ. Number two is engage with people. And then number three, don't let fear stop you. Because fear is an absolute bad use of your otherwise phenomenal imagination. Let me say this again. Don't let fear stop you. Because fear is a bad use of your otherwise phenomenal imagination. I'm Mark Hampton. You've been listening to the conversation right here on Anchor FM. And we went a little longer than I thought we would go today. But hopefully you've made 
commute home or you've listened on your lunch break at the office, I want to invite you to reach out to me. I want to hear from you. I've written this book specifically, the book White Paper, specifically for uh, conservatives. Reach out to me at whitepapersbook at gmail.com. That's whitepapersbook at gmail.com. And certainly you can get the book uh, from amazon.com by simply going to Amazon, typing in white papers, all one word, space, Mark Hampton, and boom, the book is yours. And be sure to leave me a review. Uh, that about the book after you've read it and I certainly would appreciate that listen make sure you like the the podcast and join me in the next conversation uh, I welcome you I want to thank you so much for being with me once again this is Mark Hampton right here on the conversation you've been listening to the conversation right here on anchor FM <laughs>